does the Bible exhort us to do when we are living in an area, in a country, perhaps it's a nation or just a neighborhood, or you're someplace that you don't want to be? Maybe you, like the children of Israel, feel like you have been exiled for a season of your life. Well, the Bible has some encouragement for you as to how God wants you to live in the middle of what feels like a Babylonian captivity. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. I am really excited because coming up is my book launch party and you guys can find out more about that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I came home from being at uh, Colorado Springs for the HSLDA board retreat and doing a little bit of work with my friends at Focus on the Family to find my very first copy of MomStrong 365 waiting for me in my mailbox. And you guys know I've been waiting for that for a very long time. So I can't wait for you guys to get it in your hands. It basically is a devotion for every day and a scripture that I tried to just sort of write about as it related to what was happening in my life as a mother and as a grandmother and as a citizen. I'm talking about everything in that book, as you guys can can imagine, from motherhood to grandmothering. What does it mean to raise our children in a culture that has largely turned its back on the Judeo-Christian values that our nation was founded on? Should we become involved in the culture around us? What does that look like from a biblical perspective? So every day, just a little bit of truth for everyday moms. I know you guys are going to love it. I am a super fan of 365-day devotionals, and this is the first one I've ever written. So I can't wait for you guys to get it. You can order that right now at HeidiStJohn.com or wherever books are sold. And when, uh, when that book is released on September 5th, we will be shipping it out to you. So I'm excited you guys check that out. MomStrong 365 available right now wherever books are sold. All right, you guys, I have been reading in 2 Thessalonians. I think I told you that before I left to go to Colorado Springs, been reading through the book of 2 Thessalonians, and I have been really encouraged by the Apostle Paul's exhortation, his request for prayer. We talked about this uh, a few days ago at the show, but I want to kind of go back to something that stuck out to me as a woman who very often feels frustrated by where I live. I feel frustrated by what's happening in our government, certainly I'm frustrated by what I see the government's responses to the wildfires in Hawaii, frustrated when I hear that they are again. And if you guys are following me on Instagram, you'll see that I highlighted this. The mainstream media, NBC, uh, MSNBC, CBS News, those kinds of places, the legacy media is again bringing panic to the front as they want you to know that COVID is on the rise again and everyone should freak out throw your babies in the air, run out, get a shot, all the things. And I, I thought to myself for just a moment of just PTSD, I was just like, I, I, can't, I can't live through this again. Uh, I spent a whole year and a half losing my income to what can only be described as wicked, evil people who had no right to do what they did. And the constitutional overreach was unbearable. And for those of us who understood the law and could see our freedoms being stripped away from us and watched as the citizenry just went along like a bunch of sheep, boy, it was frustrating. And when we act like sheep, we are very, uh, we very quickly become prey to wolves. And I was worried the other day as I was watching the news come out that that's going to happen again. And I was so thankful that the Lord had me in the book of Second Thessalonians. And I think this might be encouraging to you. And so I'm going to read a little bit of this starting in chapter three. So Second Thessalonians, starting in chapter three, Paul 
asks for prayer. This is what he says. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes. Just as when it came to you, pray too that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people for not everyone is a believer. I want to stop right there because lest we think that we've got it really bad in the culture right now, Paul had it worse. Paul had it worse. Paul was living the time of really evil people that were in charge of Rome and many of them who hated the Jews. I mean, they were burning Christians in the city square for fun, beheading them, putting their heads on pikes. And Paul knew that the danger was, you want to you talk about clear and present danger, try to be the apostle Paul in the time of Christ. And Paul is saying, listen, I get it. We're surrounded by wicked, evil people. And then he explains why, because not everyone is a believer, right? The Bible says that Jesus said, I have sent you out as sheep among the wolves. And that's how it feels. And so then he goes on to say, but you guys, verse three, the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Remember we talked about this last week, you guys, what does it mean to be in the cleft of the rock? What does it mean to be covered by uh, the feathers of the one who made you and loves you and said, I will rescue you. We are confident, he said, in the Lord that you are doing his will and continue to do the things we commanded you. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Oh man, we can learn so much just from this first introduction into the third chapter of Second Thessalonians. We learn that we are called to be patiently enduring whatever is happening around us and that endurance and that patience is actually supernatural. It comes from Christ. He goes on in verse six. Now he's gonna say, this is how you do it. He's gonna say, this is what it looks like to walk with Christ. He says, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of the Lord Jesus. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they receive from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. As we started the school year here at the at Firmly Planted Family and we have all kinds of classes that are getting ready to start, we do something called teacher training. And so every year the teachers come in and they, we spend a couple of different days going through, uh, you know, kind of changes. And of course, there are gazillions of changes right now because of what we're doing uh, here at Firmly Planted Family. Very exciting. But the theme this year is out of uh, out of the Bible from the Apostle Paul, who said, follow me as I follow Christ. And, and if we're going to follow, if we're going to have people follow us, if we're going to live a life that's worthy of following, that's worthy of imitation, he's telling us exactly how to do it. He's saying, stay away from every believer who lives an idle life and doesn't follow the tradition they receive from us. In other words, the people who say that they're Christians, but whose lives don't reflect it. And a lot of us know exactly what that looks like, right? Someone who says, well, I'm a believer, I believe in Jesus Christ, but they're sleeping with their boyfriend or whatever it is. You know, they're, they're not living by the a creed that the Bible lays out for us. They're not walking in a manner that's worthy of the gospel. And then he goes on to say, you know what? You guys know that you should imitate us. We weren't idle when we were with you. Remember, you guys have heard me say so many times, God has something that he wants you to do. You're not here for no reason. You could have been born in the 1800s. You could have been born during the time of the Revolutionary War. You could have been born during the time of Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But for whatever reason, God in his mercy 
And in his sovereignty said, 2023 is when you're going to exist. Some of you are coming into the prime of your lives in 2023. Some of you are getting married in 2023. Some of you are having children in 2023. These are huge, huge opportunities to serve the Lord. He goes on to say in verse eight, we never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so that we wouldn't be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. So again, he goes back to saying, I want to be an example. Let me ask you guys today, is this the cry of your heart? Do you want to be an example? And that example can happen in your home. It can happen in your community. God put you here for such a time as this. And like the Apostle Paul said, live a life that's worthy of imitation. Be that example that's worthy of following. Verse 10, even while we're with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Uh, A friend of mine years ago, I always remember this story right around Thanksgiving because years ago, uh, she told me that there was a gentleman in her church who just would not keep a job. And so constantly his family was struggling with debt. You know, they were getting their phone turned off. They were constantly on food stamps, all the things. And the guy wasn't uh, handicapped. He didn't have a mental illness. He was just lazy. He was just living an idle life. And, and as a result of that, his family was suffering. And so one day on Thanksgiving, the church took them a meal like they always did. And the elders of the church went to to uh, went with their wives to drop off the meal for this family that was in in financial crisis because the dad was just lazy, wouldn't get a job. And so, well, they served the food to the children, but they made the dad sit out on the front porch and wouldn't let him eat. And the elders are like, hey, dude, you don't work. You don't eat. Your job is to provide for your family. And here's Paul saying, listen, if you're unwilling to work, you're not going to get to eat. What are they doing? They're setting the example. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By now, you guys know my grave concern for the future of our country that is basically at risk because our public high schools and our universities are pushing communism and socialism as if they were beneficial to the nation. If you want to teach your students how to defend the history of this country, we've got a great opportunity for you. You can learn from a teacher who has founded a college that rivals the Ivy League's an activist who has fought to protect religious freedom, and a lawyer who's argued before the Supreme Court and won. Michael Ferris brings his knowledge and expertise working within the American political and legal systems right into your home in a brand new 30-week course designed for high school students. The lectures are packed with personal stories and thoughtful questions from this seasoned expert, and your students will form a thoughtful stance on the American ideals this country was founded upon and leave with the tools to defend that stance. Pre-enroll by August 15th with the promo code HEIDI to participate in live Q&As with Mike Ferris. Remember, there are co-op and single household options available. This is fully online and it's self-paced. Content for the fall semester releases August 3rd, and Unit 1 is available for free when you create an account at Lumen.com. That's L-U-M-I.
H-E-I-D-I-F-I-F-T-E-E-N.com. And don't forget, use the coupon code HEIDI15, that's H-E-I-D-I-1-5, by August 15th to save 15%. What does it look like to live in the middle of a Babylonian captivity? He's setting an example for them. He says, we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, never get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing good. And then he says, take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter and stay away from them so they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, but warn them as you would a brother or sister. And so this is the Apostle Paul in the time of Christ, and they're having issues, issues inside the church, issues outside the church. They're having issues with brothers and sisters in the Lord who won't live a life that's worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, this is how you do it. Follow me as I follow Christ. And as Christians, we know because Jesus told us that in this world, we will have trouble, but trouble is not new for Christians. It's not new now as I'm watching uh, what's happening unfolding in our government. Uh, and I become, I'm becoming you know, more alarmed with each passing day at the blatant disregard for the rule of law in this country. And we know that should it continue this way, we're going to have a heck of a hard time getting out of this. But yet God says, I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. So let's look for just a moment at Jeremiah chapter 29 right now. And I want to put it in context for you. The Israelites coming out, uh, coming into rather exile, they've disobeyed the Lord. And God warned them over and over again. I mean, I feel like our nation in many, 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 many ways is just ripe for judgment right now because God has warned us, if you do this, then this will happen. I think the very biggest thing that we are under judgment for in this nation right now is the murder of, of our unborn, which continues to happen. And the wickedness in the culture around us, which is just descending into darkness, because why? We have terrible leaders uh, in our government right now. We have terrible leaders in our churches. We have people who claim the name of Jesus and won't walk with him. And our country is languishing. But this is nothing new. And I was thinking the other day how it feels very much like we are headed into exile. About 10 years ago, I was speaking on this topic and I can't remember where I was and it just occurred to me and I broke down in tears and I said, I think that this generation is going to live to see the, the beginning, if not the full blown persecution of Christians in this nation. And you can see how we're rapidly coming to that point. And it's likely that we too could be exiled. So look at what Jeremiah, the prophet, said to the Israelites in Jeremiah 29 as they entered this season of captivity. He says, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles, to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So now here's the Israelites. about right, they're, they're getting ready to come into a very difficult season. They're not in their home anymore. They've been taken away from their home. I am reading right now, by the way, you guys, uh, Larry Loftus's book, The Watchmaker's Daughter. I read almost the entire thing on several different plane flights, legs of a flight to Colorado the other day. And boy, there are moments in that book. It just sends absolute shivers up your spine to realize she'd gone from, you know, this really happy family in in Holland. They were uh, they were serving the Lord. They were, you know, she was working with um, 
mentally challenged young children. They loved the Lord. They had opened their homes to people for years and years and years, and their family had a history of serving the Lord. And in a matter of just a few short years, the Nazis took over their homeland, and Corey was you know, basically ratted out by a neighbor for hiding people from certain annihilation in her home, and they paid a terrible price for it. And in the book, they uh, go into great detail talking about the horrors, really, of these Nazi concentration camps and how you'd wake up in the morning, you'd hear people being shot to death outside your window and mothers whose children were taken away from them and wives who saw their husbands gunned down in cold blood by the Nazis. And yet, Corey's sister, Betsy, continually reminded Corey that God was good and that his heart toward her was good and that she should love the people around her and pray for those who persecuted her. And basically, this is exactly what God is saying to the Israelites now as they enter the season of a self-inflicted exile. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Man, you guys listen to this. Verse five, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for yourselves and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number, he said. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Boy, if that doesn't strike a chord in you uh, right now, I can only think you're not listening. (laughs) Because we should be learning something about our role as we are being persecuted in the United States in many ways for our faith in Jesus Christ. You're seeing it happen now on a grand scale all across the country. People who stand up and want to be heard at school board meetings because they don't want their children being taught uh, the radical I- ideas of the of the radical left where it, as it relates to transgenderism, as it relates to um, political ideology. And we're watching as the, uh, as the culture really is turning. It's just an interesting thing. And yet God told the Israelites when they went into exile to seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which he had carried them into exile. So if, where, where does Heidi St. John live right now? I live right outside of Portland, Oregon. People always say to me, man, that's terrible. Don't you wish you could leave? No, because God put me here. And so I pray for the peace and prosperity of the city of Portland and for Vancouver and for Battleground where I call home because the Bible says, if it prospers, I too will prosper. And so many of us, instead of praying for the city where God has us, we're praying that God would move us, that we could run away, that we could hide. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. And I guess I just want to challenge us as we continue to to wrestle with wicked people in leadership. And I, I know I've said this a million times, so try not to you know beat the dead horse too bad here. Uh, God wants you to be involved. He wants you to use your voice. He wants you to pray for the city that you're in because if it prospers, you will prosper. It should matter to us who's in leadership. It should matter to us who's uh, leading our churches and who's leading our city councils and who's on our school boards. It absolutely should matter. Verse eight, yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. There are going to be a lot of people in the culture right now, a lot of Christians, at least people who claim the name of Christ, going to tell you what they think you should do. 
I meet people every time I'm out on the road who have run from where they are only to run to some place where there's evil is just as bad there. They just didn't see it. There's nowhere that we can run in the world right now where the spirit of the age is not prevalent. There's no country that you can flee to. There's no city you can find refuge in. God is saying to prosper in the city in which you live and pray for its peace and pray for its prosperity because if it prospers, you prosper. Verse 10, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed, that's how long God sent them into Babylon. That's how long they were in exile there. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise and bring you back to this place, which of course he did that, right? For I know the plans I have for you. This is the verse that everyone takes out of context. So he's talking now, these Israelites in a Babylonian captivity. And he ends by saying, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Wow. Then he says, verse 12, you will call on me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Listen, we may be entering a season of exile here. I know it certainly feels like that to me. I also think, you know, I don't know the future, obviously. There's anything can happen. I don't, I'm not real excited about any of the presidential candidates, although I'm working on getting a few of them on the show and I'm going to be asking them some questions and I hope you guys will tune in for that. But at the end of the day, what I want to encourage you to do is exactly what Jeremiah says. He says to the people, this is what God wants you to do. You're struggling, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too can have sons and daughters. Increase in number and do not decrease and seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. That is God's heart for you. That's God's heart for you wherever you are today. Whether you're struggling with where God has you, what maybe you're struggling with wanting to know what is it that he wants you to do in this next season. Maybe you're afraid of what's coming. If you live in Washington state and gas prices are up over five bucks a gallon right now, and we have a tyrannical dictator uh, in the governor's mansion here in Washington state. And yet God says, pray for him, pray for him. Because if God can get a hold of his heart, if his heart can change, good things will happen. And even if it never gets better, my role remains the same. Your role remains the same to seek the peace and prosperity of the city in which you live. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. You guys, if that's not a good reason to get involved and start making a difference where you live, I don't know what is. I hope that encourages you today. If you've got questions for me, I would love to hear them. Mailbox Monday is where you can do that. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. If you would like to register for my book launch, if you're local, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash 365. And uh, we're going to have a hoot and holler and good time. Coming up on September 6th is the dedication for the brand new building here at Firmly Planted Family. And I can't wait to see a lot of your faces. We're going to be doing self-guided tours. There's going to be dessert trucks here. It's going to be phenomenal. And again, the book launch party coming up next Tuesday at La Uva Fortuna in Battleground. You guys are going to love it. Come on out. Say hello. Those tickets are free. 
for the first 100 people that register and the first 25 people online that night get a free copy of the book. And you guys can pick up a copy anywhere that books are available. If you are subscribed to the happy hour here at the Heidi St. John podcast, stick around because I've got a really important announcement for you, something that we've been working on for a long time. And I'm going to announce it to the VIPers first. And also, I'm going to take you to Paul's exhortation in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening again. If you are a VIP or stick around, if you'd like to subscribe to the Heidi St. John podcast and hear that announcement, you can hop on over to Spotify and just click on the subscribe button. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.